bloody hammer attack on Paul Pelosi, husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, has sparked increased fears over political violence in America just weeks before the country's crucial midterm elections, says The Guardian. While the media positions this as a political attack, yet the evidence may tell another story. And as the nation braces for a dramatic finish to the first major election since the controversial 2020 election and January 6th protest, we'll have in-depth analysis on House, Senate, and gubernatorial races with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. The bird is free. Elon Musk makes it official with the purchase of Twitter. Advertisers are uncertain. The political left is steaming. Will Musk reinstate Trump and many other leading conservative voices? The midterm election special coverage starts next on Viewpoint this Sunday. the lies and deceit and bring forth real talk from real people about real news providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour this is viewpoint this sunday welcome to the weekend news magazine viewpoint this sunday it is malcolm out loud here there's a certain mood, I think, uh, at least I sense in the in the country. Uh, perhaps you're feeling it as well, but it's 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 a mood of uncertainty as we're moving forward towards this pivotal election. About every American knows the importance of November eighth, this particular time around, and uh, the impact on uh, not just the House of Representatives and the Senate, but all of these gubernatorial races as well around the country. Are uh, it's a pretty serious election here. Much will be decided and it will determine the fate of the nation in the immediate uh, moments here. Uh, Let's just put it that way. I'm not one of these cats who believe that everything falls on one election and that we're going to implode. As I know, a lot of people say this reference of the most important election of our lifetime. uh, I I just don't see that in any particular election. They're all important in our lifetime uh, and they'll continue to be important. And one other the footnote to that, friends, Americans never give up. They always fight, always, uh, down to the last vote. Uh, so remember that as well. A big broadcast today as we do a deep analysis into some of the races, the election, both in all of these races, the gubernatorial, the House of Representatives, the Senate, and, and also some other uh, festering stories on the top here. And we'll open up the broadcast here with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins me. He's uh, retired now. He's the president of the London Center for Policy Research as a CIA trained intelligence operations officer, 35 years experience, global national security. And one thing about you, Tony, is you always have your fingers on the pulse when it comes to politics. There's nobody like you, man, uh, in the country. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yeah, thanks, Malcolm. Always great to join you. And I just just like kind of knowing what's going on. That's why I became an intelligence officer. So I enjoy the fact that I can actually make a, a you know, kind of a living doing what I, I love to do. So thank you for having me. 
Yeah, always a pleasure, sir. My privilege. Uh, I, I, I want to start right with, uh, with uh, I think, a very big explosive story. And uh, all right. So these are these uh, this attack. Everyone probably is aware now that uh, Paul Pelosi, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, who was in the news not too long ago for DUI and some other challenges that he was having in trading and what have you. Uh, he is uh, was attacked at his home uh, is is what uh, the story is with a hammer. Right. Uh, and uh, there was. Uh, I guess uh, reports that this person was yelling for Nancy or Nancy or what have you is what the reference point is. Uh, there's some other interesting feedback before I go there, Tony, that, well, I'll tell you in moments here that I've gotten in to the network here on this story that make it very, very suspicious. But I'd like sure. to get your opinions and thoughts first as to what do you make of this story right on top of the election right now? Uh, what's What's the sense of this? What do you think? Well, I think it's the same thing as many things the Democrats do at this point. They think it's going to have one effect, but it has something else. So uh, it's much like the whole Nancy Pelosi having herself filmed on the 6th of January, thinking somehow that that would make the point that it was an insurrection, had the opposite effect and made it look like it was uh, uh, basically set up. So I'm thinking the same thing here. You know, it's kind of the same pattern, very Jesse Smollett-like. I mean, Malcolm, come on. Uh, this guy is uber rich. They're living in an uber rich neighborhood. Do you really think a guy could just kind of wander in the house with a hammer in the middle of the night? I, I just, you know, this guy is the husband mm -hmm. of the woman who's the third from, you know, being the president. You've got the president, vice president, then her in the line of succession. So, I just don't buy it. Yeah. And, and the more they try to explain it and give detail, the more I just scratch my head and said, really? And the timing is 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 very peculiar as well. Yeah, We're talking about just a few days out. Again, I think this was them going for sympathy rather than under, making mm -hmm. it look like the fact that San Francisco, San Francisco is a very violent place. So you're highlighting that and their lack of, mm -hmm. of concern about policing. And you're adding to a situation information that looks very, very Smollett-like. So yeah. I think they wanted something like this. And I mm -hmm. think it's going to have the opposite effect of what mm -hmm. they intended. So Well, there's no doubt about it, Tony. They're very, very clever uh, when it comes to these sorts of uh, yeah. op operations. We've seen there's a track record of this now is what you're saying. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And we've seen this kind Patterns. of thing. Right, right. Patterns right. within patterns, yeah. Yeah, and and it's pretty consistent that this happens. Now, there's a couple of interesting things here. Uh, and uh, on some of these reports, uh, it says here, the uh, the Guardian says, the bloody hammer attack on Paul Pelosi, husband of the speaker, has sparked increased fears. Now, listen to this here. Over political yeah. violence in America just weeks before the country's crucial midterm elections. Now, I've seen four, five, six reports in the network news about this where they're blaming right, I have political to. Okay, political violence coming into the election. And so they're referencing that this is all, you know, exactly what they're trying to put out there to garner what you're suggesting as some sort of a, uh, uh, I don't well, know. Of course, just a few days ago, ABC magically got a, a Homeland Security memo saying there's going to be acts of violence against political figures. And then right. what happens? Gee, I just don't think that's random. And uh, as much as anyone else is, is aware of the violence Malcolm, it's all on the left. Uh, you know, I don't see any of the so-called white supremacists 
if you want to call this guy a white supremacist because he's white, I guess you could make that stretch. I mean, it's like, I guess, yeah, he's a white guy. And, and so if you want it, but he's a green party guy from their part, their spectrum of the political, uh, of their political uh, persuasion. So I just, you know, I, uh, I think people would be better off watching the latest uh, episode of Yellowstone if they want something interesting regarding political violence versus this whole Pelosi-driven right. drivel that they're putting all out. Right. So. All right. two, two, other, two other points here. I, I love what yeah. you say there. Uh, it, it, it's not too far of a stretch that they would jump to a white supremacist comment, so I, I, I give you that uh, yeah. because that seems to be their go-to on, on any of that. Right. It says here in one of the news reports, as Americans prepare to go to the polls on November 8th, many experts and observers have warned of the dangers of acts of political violence. Exactly what you were talking about, Tony. Okay, now, yeah. the election has played out in an atmosphere of conspiracy and intimidation amid widespread right wing. Now, hear me on, on all this. Right wing claims of voter fraud and persistent evidence free accusations that the 2020 election was stolen. Paul Pelosi's assailant reportedly posted on social media numerous far right conspiracy theories, they're saying, around the election, as well as other issues such as big tech and the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, one other footnote. So that's the narrative that's trying to be pushed and driven out there. Of I get course. another report in, which is, this is interesting, Tony, and you'll want to know this. And I don't know, perhaps you could follow up and see uh, what you might find out about this, or unless you've heard something about it. But here's a, a um, I, I've got a, it's a, a confidential report that was given to me uh, personally that says exactly this. The person who attacked Pelosi is an illegal alien from Canada. The person is an illegal alien, not a right-wing Republican. Have you heard anything of that sort, or do you know anything about that? Well, no, I think it's pretty clear he's Canadian, um, and he's here illegally. And I think, uh, again, that's uh, okay. he's a Biden voter. You know, he meets all the requirements. He's illegal and he, he's someone that is on the left. So he's a Biden voter. I actually I actually tweeted that. I mean, well, I didn't tweet it out because I'm not on Twitter, but I actually put that out on Getter and uh, Two Socials. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a Biden voter, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not here. Uh, but it's 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 uh, interesting how they've twisted it. The media has been really struggling, I find, in the last many weeks, trying to find that other shoe to drop right before the election. Tony uh, is the sense I've had, uh, because they're always there to help their uh, their their political party, the the, right. the the Marxist Democrat Party, any way they can. Clearly, right. Uh, this is one more narrative toward that end. Any impact this has at all on anything, or is this a nothing story that blows over? Well, again, I, I think that uh, folks need to be paying attention. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm not even going to say it's, it's conservative or liberal anymore. It's more about people who are loyal to, the, the, to objective facts and objective truth versus the narrative. So there's, there's absolutely no narrative that I'm aware of out there that any rational person is going to believe from the left. Uh, Joe Biden saying that the gas was five dollars a gallon when he became president. Did you see that? The, Did you I see mean, that? it's like so. So they're 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 literally grasping for straws and trying to throw anything out there they can that'll convince people that that the reality they see every day is not what is really going on. And so, no, this Pelosi thing, I think, is again a, 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 an attempt by the left to use. The tools available to them to reshape the narrative, to, to gain sympathy. Joe Biden is lying about his his policies being the root of all 
the problems because they are uh, the whole idea that he walked away and put uh, a complete uh, a complete stop on all development of uh, of uh, fossil fuels starting with the XL uh, Keystone XL pipeline uh, all these things uh, that they're trying uh, simply do not have any factual support. And I think people uh, of both parties, to be honest with you, it's not just the Republicans now. I think Democrats are now clearly, especially poor, you know, those in minority groups and the poor. And remember, Malcolm, I, we said this before, the people who always suffer the most under Democrat policies are the poor and the minorities. And I hope, for goodness sake, finally they're waking up to this very fact. And that's what's going on, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your point of that comment that uh, President Biden said about the five dollar gas when he got into yeah. office. Um, I want to ask you about my uh, when as soon as I heard the the, the words uttered, uh, my mouth about dropped on the floor. I didn't hear anything more than just because I know that's a, just an outright lie. When I heard him right. utter those words, I know what the price of gas was when he got an office. It was less than, know, less than half of that. Right. I also know what the economy was doing. I also know where, where we were at on all these policies in our nation. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, was there any, I didn't see, I, I mean, I really didn't know. I could have missed it because I don't study a lot of these, uh, this, this Marxist media out there, but I didn't see any pushback in the media from that. Was there some possibly that I missed? On I didn't see any, no. <laughs> well, no, other than I've seen a lot of folks on uh, what I consider our side, the conservative side, right. uh, the, you know, kind of the truth side, just we right. kind of just put it out there for people to see. Right. And it was an explanation that, no, gas was actually $2.33 a gallon when he came into office. So, okay. I, again, I, I, unless you're completely brain damaged. Right. Uh, I guess, like certain candidates who are running for office right now, right. Uh, you should actually understand that that it's a complete lie. And uh, if you really want more of the manipulation and lying uh, by public officials, then yeah, I like Democrats uh, because they're going to con continue to lie. It's the only way they can stay in. As I look, Malcolm, it's why they don't want to debate. I mean, I'm surprised that Fetterman did do debate, did, did the debate right. with the inevitable outcome. But Katie Hobbs is a, a perfect example of someone who. Yeah. will not debate. Uh, I think often uh, all the candidates on the left are trying to run away and distract from their records rather than uh, put out the facts. So yeah. it's a pattern. And, and I think people are wise to that. Pattern. Well, to your point now, uh, as far as in recent memory now, correct me on this as well, but uh, I don't remember, and again, could be me, an election cycle where as many uh, politicians refuse to debate and they're, uh, they're Democrats all the way across the board. Right. I, I don't remember a, a time where there's been that many. And this one, we're seeing a slew of them that are refusing to debate. Is that a true statement or are you seeing yeah. anything like that? No, it's, it's again, it's, it's one of the situations where I think that the, the record of the sitting president is so bad. Mm -hmm. uh, they're trying in many instances to just run away from that record. Right. To run away from that record, um, Malcolm, you can't talk about your own policies. I mean, right. you uh, most most Americans are not uh, anti-gun. They, they support the Second Amendment. Most people are not uh, open to the idea of aborting babies right up to the point of birth. Mm -hmm. uh, most Americans uh, do not believe that we're in a climate crisis because we're not. Uh, most people don't believe that we should be sending billions of dollars to the Ukrainians when we have our own issues here that we've not been able to fix. These are all things what I think most common sense Americans uh, share. And yet, like you've seen AOC and, and uh, uh, Talib and all these others trying to defend, you know, I mean, the, the, the progressives used to be the anti-war 
folks. And they're the ones actually helping promote and fund the war against uh, Russia. We're paying for that. So it's kind of like, you know, they have no principles to stand on. Therefore, they, they can only distract or avoid being asked the hard questions. And I think that's what you're seeing. And this is happening, again, across the board right now. We're going to dive. Let's dive now into some of these uh, races, some of the uh, really. Sure. It's, it's a very interesting, uh, truth to be told, election cycle. There's yeah. some really fascinating races, Tony, that uh, I think could reset uh, the the the, uh, the table pretty, pretty well and pretty quick. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a fascinating uh, election. Looking forward to the 8th, 9th, and 10th, as soon as all these results flush out. Well, let me start at 80,000 feet with you. And I'll tell yeah. you what, I, I've, been, I've been looking at um, doing an enormous amount of election coverage here, to say the least, uh, in looking at the House of Representatives. What do you think the margin and, and you know will be there? I'm hearing reports, so let me just put out there first. Uh, and I'm hearing reports that we're lo- they're looking at a, either a 40 to 50 uh, swing back the other way. And I've even seen reports of 70 to 80 swinging back the other way. What what are you sensing? What are you feeling? What is your prediction for the House of Representatives? Oh, I think it's the House is easy. I think the House is going to be overwhelmingly conservative. I, I think uh, I hate to sound confident because people still need to show up and vote. Right. But uh, in uh, where I live, for the first time since Reconstruction, we're talking about a, a female and, and conservative being elected to the, to the position. So mm-hmm. that's no small thing. You know, I, I live in North Carolina. So we're talking about Malcolm, a district, which, again, has not been held by a, 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 a conservative since since the since reconstruction after the civil war and and on top of that she's a, a woman so that's significant and i think you're seeing more and more of that across the board so uh, so what's I the think, spread is it 40 50s or 70 wait, wait, i mean how oh no no i think i think it's closer to 70 30 i really do i think uh, people wow. are just fed up wow and then and then right now i have to go with okay. real clear politics on the senate i think uh, yeah real clear, real clear politics has uh, i think it has at least 53 uh, Republicans okay. coming in, okay. so uh, I've that's seen significant. That number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's. I think they're right. I think they're right. Well, so. I'm seeing reports anywhere from a two advantage to even. I've even seen some predicting as much as six could swing in the Senate the other way. That'd be unbelievable. Well, I'm all for it. You know, for obvious reasons. And again, let me be clear to your audience. Like, I, I don't consider myself an over the top partisan for the conservatives. I I can believe myself to be very common sense, and a lot of people feel like I do. It's just time to stop the. Uh, Democrats from their program of cultural Marxism, yeah. uh, the idea. It, I was talking to some uh, very strong, who was I on with? I'm trying to remember who I was on with. It all kind of blurs together. But I was talking to a woman mm-hmm. about what, how is it women are standing for the the left's uh, destruction of women, uh, degrading of women through, you know, basically putting men into everything that's women. How, how do you not see that that is destructive? Anyway, I think things like that, the destruction of the education system, all these things are starting to add up for people to just say enough's enough. I like America. I like being an American. I don't like the idea of having my values degraded by the left. So I think that's why you're going to see a a really and I'm like you, I don't believe everything can be decided in one election. 
But this is a big indication of the direction of where America is going, and it's not going in the direction of the progressives. Yeah, it is a pivotal moment for the nation is what I address to listeners. You're exactly right. I just don't ever subscribe to I hate it when people say the most important election of our lifetime. It, it makes my skin crawl. It's, it's every election I've heard this since I was a kid, Tony, you know, I mean, it's it's a bit they're all important elections. This one's important. 2024 is going to be important. 2026 is going to be important. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're going to tell an awful lot these next few. And quite frankly, the damage that's been done in our nation, frankly, uh, Tony, um, in these past many years now, it's never it's not going to be fixed with one election. It's going to take no. a series of elections to fix these things right. because it's a massive, as you've just indicated, it's been a massive shift uh, to the far left extreme Marxist. Uh, yeah. is, that's what's really swallowed the Democrat Party whole. And those policies are now out there, which is really now let me. All right. There's two things here. The Democrats are having a very difficult time running away from those policies right now. Very, very difficult right. time. That's why they right. don't want Biden on the trail. That's why he is struggling and they are struggling the way they are. It's why they don't want to debate. Right. I see, I, I, I see 538. They ask the question in all their polling, do voters want Republicans or Democrats in Congress? Now, keep in mind, uh, the polls are only as good as, uh, you know, how they uh, structure the questions and what they put out and who they're surveying at the time and what have you. So I, you have to put a lot of uh, uh, skepticism with these uh, questions and polls they put out there. But with all that said on the side, when they ask the question of uh, 538, do voters want Republicans or Democrats in Congress? Here's what gets me. They're saying Democrats that Americans want 45.1% go for Democrats and 45.8% for Republicans. So you're talking just about a you're talking about a seven tenths uh, swing is what they're suggesting. That doesn't seem real to me. The numbers to me would be much greater than that to see this sort of potential tsunami that's going to happen. What do you think about that? So I think that the, the most polls are are inaccurate, especially those by that organization and others. I think they over sample uh, Democrats by a good margin. I think that's why uh, polling has become so inaccurate because of this, I'll just say it, woke style of polling. What, they, what their presumption is, and this is because they're, this is, they're partisans first and, uh, you know, pollster second, they actually do these polls with the idea of basically putting information out to demoralize the other side. That is to say, they want to create a sense of hopelessness on the conservative side. So that's why you've seen this over and over and over. The idea is don't even show up. It's not going to have any effect. Why bother? And uh, this is what they do. And so that's why I th think you see this inaccuracy of representation of facts on a, on a, a consistent basis from their side. So I don't buy it. I just yeah. don't buy it. And I think we're going to see the results, which are going to be much more significant than, than what they want to admit to. And, and because, the other again, thing, they're, they're political bias. And the other thing is a lot of people don't even talk to these polls. I wouldn't talk to them. I, I don't. Very frankly, yeah. I Look, I get called all the time now for polls. I just yeah. I just I've blocked the numbers like I just I won't yeah. I won't participate. So. And I, I think probably the vast majority of uh, conservatives or Republicans, or whatever, would think that way, Tony, probably. They don't trust yeah. them, in other words. You know what I mean? Uh, so right. that means the sampling would be far on the other side. And they love to talk and talk with BS. Uh, so that would tilt all of these polls that way. But the but what's really going to matter is <clears throat> the final vote, of course, uh, that happens on the 8th or, or the 9th. And at that point, and, and by the way, do you do you suspect a lot of this will know? Well, we'll know certainly some things uh, late on the 8th. But a lot of this will be dragged out probably because of the way they still structured their voting in some states. Do you expect that yeah, to be a problem? Maybe. 
Well, you know, I know Pennsylvania has issues. Uh, Arizona has issues. Uh, most of these are going to be so overwhelming. I don't think you're going to have the issue. I mean, Pennsylvania, I could see possibility because some of the margins are pretty close. Uh, uh, Arizona, uh, maybe. But some of these other places, you're going to see some pretty big margins, which you wouldn't normally think of. I, I think Oregon's going to go Republican big time. I think people. That's going to be interesting. And interesting yeah. race. Well, they they trashed the state, basically. You see, they trashed <laughs> yes, it. They did. Yes, they did. And, 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 uh, and I have a lot of a lot of really good friends of ours and people and uh, great people that are on this platform, even that, uh, frankly, who love Oregon, but have left the state. They've, they've gone off to Arizona now. I visited just early this year. Beautiful state. They left, though. They just can't. They couldn't deal with it anymore. So they've totally trashed the state out there. They've done that in a lot of those states in the Pacific Northwest. They, they've just become Marxist hellholes. Uh, and I mean, you're talking everything, crime, drugs, homelessness. It's running rampant, Tony. And there's no right. quality of life left, economic demise, right. inflation right. running through the roof. Who the hell wants that with their family? Well, heck, I yeah. Mean, look, and I went to Northern California. They feel the same way. As a matter of fact, it's funny. California is a kind of a hippie enclave, and they're all becoming conservatives because they're fed up with the progressive lifestyle yeah, yeah. and things being thrown upon them. And and that's one of the things. It's like I don't consider again. I I do an out- outreach to a number of folks. Some of the folks joining us in in our effort right now, Malcolm. You might laugh at this, but uh, Sheree Curry from the Runaways from the seventies yeah. group. She's she's yeah. part of my team now. We're working together on stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Olson. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Susan Olson, who was. Um, Cindy on on uh, the Brady Bunch, uh, oh, we yes. become friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so you you so it's not even left or right. It's people who right. were on the other side who just said, "Man, right. uh, this side does not represent who I am, and I cannot you know I cannot be part of uh, the destruction yeah. of the very society that has given us so much freedom." And I think that's what it is. It's all about people who actually love freedom. Uh, and and will not stand well, for this. Tony, de- aren't de- we kind of, of saying, uh, at least I'm kind of saying, and I've, I've actually been saying this for a while now to listeners that, and I, I really believe why you're seeing what you're seeing as you're suggesting and these other things is that I believe the left have overplayed their hands is what's happened here. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they've overplayed it. And you've got those people that are common sense that do have a brain, as you say, uh, they're scared. They're scared like hell with where they've taken the party and where they're ta- where they trash in these states. And right. at some point, California is going to get it. They're going to wake up and get some common sense back and say, OK, this is going too far now. This experiment of lunacy. And uh, maybe we don't like this Marxist agenda after all. And some of those states have to start to come back. And I started to think that recently because we're, they're trashing so many of the states. Uh, is that what's happening here? They've overplayed and now they're starting to come back on the rebound, do you think? Well, I guess we'll see. And that's the I think the, the question is, is mm-hmm. uh, I think the elections are going to literally yeah. come, uh, you know, going towards uh, getting rid of those. But the question becomes, is this sustainable? Will, will this be a trend that goes on? Because to your point, exactly. it, you know, the trend has to be more than just one election. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the real deti- So let me say something that may get, yeah. get me in trouble with your audience, but I'll be truthful. Yeah. Uh, this is this is going to mean nothing in the end, no matter what happens for this cycle. It doesn't matter because they still have the White House and Biden has been very clear in his ability and willingness to use executive power. I should say misuse executive power for purposes of promoting his political agenda. So as much as I think it it means, you know, that people will be 
able to slow things down, you're not going to stop Biden. You're not going to stop the left from what they're doing. And this then reminds, I should remind everybody that 2024 is going to be the real pivot point Mm -hmm. for making the change I think we're going to see start now more sustainable because uh, they're not going to stop. Anybody who thinks that this election, uh, even the results are going to be basically a, 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 the a platform that will you know that he's going to have to pay attention to no it's going to he's going to double down and try to do the destruction which they've planned more quickly that's what's going to come out of it so uh you you think they'll dispute many of these results i don't think they're going to be able to i think the margins are going to be very high except for a handful of places so even and and even if there is a handful of places the majority is still going to come to the the conservative side so yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right. The debate, the, the, the debate that was really heard around the world. And I, I'm certain that they, you know, we talked about uh, the fact that they've missed a lot of debates and refused to debate. I'm sure they wish they had done that in Pennsylvania. Wow. Right. We have never seen one quite like that before. So now, with all that said, it's kind of a neck and neck situation. Uh, they painted uh, Dr. Mehmetaz as, uh, you know, as, as a um, uh, elitist, as, as, yeah, as a wishy-washy elitist kind of thing, you know, a TV, uh, a TV doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, do you think that? Um, w- w- well, first of all, what did you think of that debate? And what, what do you think the outcome of that race is going to be well, specifically? Yeah. So much of what they always say is hypocrisy. So he lives in a million dollar mansion that is uh, uh fetterman or fetter woman i forget i forget which one it is now based on his own disclosures like I, i'm not sure if it's fetter woman or fetter man but uh <laughs> his wife was talking about having a pool and wanting a, it's like it's all this phony baloney uh Ber- bernie sanders uh elite uh, you know latte socialism oh yes we want to help the people it's it means nothing and i think people have seen through that and it plays well to a to a blue collar audience until people start pulling away the facts, pulling away the veneer. And so Oz is, 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 he's not a bad guy. I mean, let me just say this for, for people to understand that guy's got money and he's been successful. Gee, that doesn't happen. If you, you live in your parents' basement and uh, end up moving out at 38, just saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Oz is a, is, is a representation of someone who's been personally successful. And I think even if you uh, yeah. if you don't like his bedside manner, to put a put to coin a, a phrase, mm-hmm. I think he'd be a much more effective uh, leader to support the needs of the, the people of Pennsylvania. John Fetterman is a, a phony. Again, he's, you know, talk about a racist. He actually accosted a, a black man in, when he, in the town he was mayor in turned out to be completely wrong. Uh, people won't talk about it. It's like the guys, you know, the guy just grabbed a, a random black guy who was running and said he did something he didn't do. Think about that. Yeah. So, well, they you know, do that all the time. They do it all the time. Exactly. Protection so, but if you, if you, so any, any, if you just start peeling back the, the layers, yeah. Oz is the best choice. And I think the people of Pennsylvania, will he take it? You think that. he'll take it? I do. I actually do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll be bigger margin there. I think it'll be about five points. I think wow. I don't think it'll be small. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. clearly, I mean, the people in Pennsylvania have got to see that even if his policies were thin, let's just call it this way, Tony. Even yeah. if Fetterman had policies that were very, very effective for the Pennsylvania people and on par with what uh, is, you know, Oz and Fetterman, Fetterman is not capable of doing the job. 
Well, no, and, and his wish, I mean, he clearly publicly uh, yeah. flip-flopped. I mean, the whole, uh, I think he said he's for fracking, if you go back right. and listen to his answer carefully, but that goes against everything he said in the past. So, you know, he's alienated both sides by that by that answer, the way he answered it. So, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, so that that's that race there. What about this other one in Georgia with uh, Warnock and Walker? Uh, this is quite something, too. What do you what do you make of this one? Of course, they're doing their typical playbook, Tony, and diving into uh, the trash bin, uh, finding right. anything they can on uh, abortion in this particular case, because that's, it, it's funny, when the Supreme Court, uh, when that all happened, that was the only thing they were, I'm sure, applauding in back rooms, the Democrats, because they had nothing to run on. So then they decided to try to use abortion as a running point because they couldn't run on policies. You couldn't run on uh, crime. You couldn't run on economy. You couldn't run on inflation. You couldn't run on any of this stuff. If it wasn't for hypocrisy, they would have no values. Um, That's right. Herschel Walker is a flawed human being like all of us. Amen. And Warnock was elected after people knew that he had beat his wife. And this well, he's a Marxist. Horrific. He beat and his wife and he's a so, Marxist. What so it's kind of like, yeah, I, I think people, the people of Georgia can figure this out. And I think they have. And it's like, I think, I think that, you know, and, and I think Obama came in to try to help Warnock and right, uh, Stacey right. Abrams right. and basically said, oh, he's a celebrity. It's like, really? I mean, it's like. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. Not, that's, that, not that's, that Obama's not, by the way. It's exactly. It's like okay. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. So it's it's insane. You know, uh, Herschel Walker uh, achieved what we call uh, Tony the American Dream. That's what he achieved. Okay. It's a, something we celebrate here in our country. Yet you would never know that based on the way they turn the tables on the left to try to make the Republicans supposedly be the elitists, but yet we know they live on the Marxist left, which defines what socialism and communism is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, and, and, and so, and this is yeah. where I think uh, people, again, I think I have to believe people are starting to wake up to this and just check things out for themselves because Warnock is a, hor a horrible human being. He's come up through this, uh, this Marxist doctrine, uh, you know, this... Uh, this idea of, of churches being used to preach Marxism, he was part of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just don't think it plays well to the people of Georgia. Georgia, even the the, the, the minority communities are not Marxist, but despite what they exactly. seem to exactly. want people to believe. So I think I think Walker's gonna do well. Uh, I, and then I, I think it's gonna be closer to the, the margin of, of Stacey Abrams versus uh, uh, the governor, their Kemp. I think it's going to be it's going to be more. Yeah. I think you're going to it's going to be closer to those those numbers than uh, now than with Abrams going down to defeat this next time. Yeah. That's sort of you, you can only have so many defeats when you're running for these high offices. Yeah. That, that, does that tarnish her in a bigger because she's not going to win. I mean, she's not going to. I don't know. I know. I, 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 Malcolm, my experience is unless you end up in a, in a hotel room uh, with prostitutes and drugs, <laughs> they keep coming back. Mm. And uh, so, no, I, I think she's going to come back. She's seen as a, a, a sort of a, 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 yeah. a uh, leader that they want because she is she's viable. A she's a Marxist. So, yeah. So, no, it's 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 very clear she's going to come back. So. Yeah, she clearly would represent the new Democrat Marxist Party very well. Right. Uh, to say the least, and all these policies they're doing right there. Hey, look, I've been in a room with her at, uh, at Penn Station at the Excella Lounge. And, um, well, I didn't talk to her. The sense I got about her is that she's she's not a good human being. You know, you can pick up on people's auras exactly. and you get yep. a sense of them. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've been in a room with a lot of uh, people yep. 
over the years who were in politics and uh, that vibe was not a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're good at that. I am as well. We call that body language, brother. Body yeah. language, yeah. Right. And right. You, psychologically, you know how to pick that up from people. Uh, and you can actually, one thing about radio, talk radio, Johnny, you can actually pick it up from their vibe as when they talk. Listeners are smart. They know how to read people's BS when they're well, on Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny, being in the Excel Lounge, you know, there you have all the people come together who go back and forth between dc and you know and I, i've had people who i disagree with on here come up and, and just sit down and talk to me mm -hmm. uh, yeah. a very famous uh, left-wing uh, sports figure came and sat down and and we had a great conversation and i don't want to mention his name i don't want to get him in trouble yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you know i've had other folks who clearly you've seen me mix it up with on tv we'll sit down and have mm -hmm. a good conversation all right she didn't come over and talk she didn't give the, the sense that she wanted any dialogue to just yeah. say hey you know, we have our differences, but uh, boy, it's it's good the fact that we can have this this space to debate. None of that. So that's that's not the kind of person she is. There's a great deal of uncertainty with viruses and pathogens, superbugs, uh, SARS-CoV-2, COVID, and even mold is a growing problem in homes and businesses nationwide. Enter in the UX4 Atomizer, brand new exciting from Genesis HOCL. It's a stationary unit, perfect for smaller spaces. Continuous protection in the room cleans the air, gets rid of the pathogens and viruses, diseases, mold, you name it. Very quiet operation, uh, easy to operate. Uh, check it out, friends, the UX4 atomizer. You put the HOCL hypochlorous in the atomizer, and it dispenses that throughout the environment. This is an item every household should have. Our listeners get 15% off that product. Just use the code OUTLOUD and you can go to genesisfogger.com forward slash OUTLOUD or click the banner ad back at our sponsored partnerships back at americaoutloud.com. The UX4 Atomizer, a new amazing product every household will want. Friends, we'll continue on with a special election coverage Midterms 2022 on Viewpoint this Sunday, just after the pause. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD.
Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Outlaw here, yours truly. And uh, oh, wow, it's, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. Uh, it's like a, uh, I guess you could call me a kid in a candy shop, more or less. But uh, this race, there's something about this election cycle in 2022 that has got uh, uh, my blood flowing and boiling pretty hot, I have to tell you. And, and, and it's not just that I, I think it's the most important of our lifetime. It's just uh, uh, very competitive, let's just call it. Very interesting. And, you know, as they say, the chickens always come home to roost, people. There's always a price to pay. And Americans always respond accordingly. You know, I've always said over the years, our country is very, very good and astute at figuring uh, this crap out. And, you know, too far off to the left or too far off to the right with the lunatics. And it always has a tendency to bounce back like a rubber band right there. I have to believe in my heart of hearts that is exactly what's going to happen now. There's going to be a correction course. You know, and I want to say to you, and I'll, I'll mention to Tony in a moment, and uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer's back got back on with me in just a moment here. And I'm going to say back to you this, and I, and I think, Tony, you might agree with this. Well, let me just throw it out there with you. I think too many people, they rub, uh, you know, salt in the wound. And, you know, they they talk about this red wave or in previous elections, it was a blue wave. No one's talking blue wave right now, but red wave, blue wave. And, you know, we tend to do that as people. Now, here's the way I look at it. There's a lot of uh, surely a lot of our independents and moderates. In fact, the independent thinkers in our country is the growing is the biggest growing segment of the political population, leaving the Democrats and the Republicans are the independents, frankly. These are independent minded people and so on and so forth. And, and I think people, uh, you know, you've got a lot of Democrats, blue dogs, you've got the JFK Dems. They still exist, believe it or not. That that whole party right. has not succumbed to the Marxist left. I mean, they've taken the oxygen out of the room, surely. But no, there's a lot of great people. I have a lot of great friends that are that are D's and, and they're terrific people. And they're shaking their heads in disbelief uh, as a student of the political game. Speaking of myself, Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of look, what I'm looking for, what I'm trying to edge on and convince listeners is this. What I'm looking for in this particular election, Tony, is an American wave. I want an American wave. I want independents, moderates, Democrats, left of center, right of center to stand up and say, you know what? We are not interested in taking this country down a Marxist path. And so uh, that's what I want is an American wave, not a red wave, not a blue wave, but an American wave. What do you say to that? So, yeah, I appreciate the way you framed it there, and I agree with you. This is where uh, George Washington, as one of the founding fathers of the United States, was appalled by the idea of the United States becoming tribal uh, of all the, you know, he was against political parties because he felt, surprise, surprise, we'd end up where we're at now. We'd be kind of uh, in this very tribal environment. So I, I think the left has taken advantage of creating a situation where, Anybody they disagree with is a them. It's it's an other, and they try they then try to break people into groups and, and separate them by skin color, by demographic. It's all these things that basically creates victimhood. And so to part of to summarize it, I think people are tired of trying to be told that they're victims, and they're not. And uh, the left depends on people believing they're victims because victims need help. And boy, oh boy, does the Democrat Party want to be the, 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 the partner there to help you. And they want to help you into submission. They want to help you into poverty. 
And people tend to forget uh, who, you know, the left lefties who all want this equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm, you and I both know the only equality they can, the, the equality of outcome they can guarantee is making sure that everybody is kept poor. That's their guarantee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will make you all equal and you will be all poor. And that's, that's the only outcome of their system of governance ever. It's never resulted in everybody being prosperous. And I just saw Jamie Raskin on uh, with Chris Hayes on MSNB saying, oh, the only time that the American people prosper is when Democrats are in charge. It's like, talk about an utter lie. It is com- it's a complete lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's what they want you to believe. And so, yes, I think most people are recognizing that cultural Marxism driven by the left is not the way to go mm-hmm. for the, the system of governance we value, which is allows us the freedom that we have. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of this? Uh, i got to ask you a few specific people. What do you think about this uh, uh, Blake Masters there in Arizona? Oh, I think he's got a good ch- chance. I think things yeah. have come a long yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, Mark Kelly has proven to be nothing more than a mouthpiece of yeah. the progressives, which he yeah. promised not to do. Right. So, uh, you know, anytime you promise people that I'm going to be an independent and I'm going to stand up against uh, uh, Joe Biden and you don't do it, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then talk about uh, a really fascinating candidate uh, is, uh, and boy, she surely looks like she's going to take that uh, over Hobbs, is uh, Carrie, Carrie Lake. Man, she yeah. is impressive, brother. She's yeah. impressive. I think her future, I mean, she was a journalist for many years, but right. uh, first of all, is there any doubt that she's going to be the new governor of Arizona? It no, Katie uh, Hobbs is a train wreck as, as right. both a human right. being and as a candidate. I mean, right. Uh, right. again, I've had some direct experience with Hobbs back when she was a secretary of state on election issues. You know, I was, uh, we, we mixed it up on Twitter a couple of times, which uh, is always ironic, but no, uh, Hobbs is not uh, confident in her own uh, politics. Well, she won't debate her either. Now, she will not. not. But if somebody's that at risk, why wouldn't she? Well, Carrie Lake is so good on her feet, though. That's probably why she's not debating her. She's scared as hell. Well, of course. No, Malcolm, to that point. I mean, Carrie Lake is, is, I've watched her several times. Oh, man. And and I've heard from folks who, I've not met her yet. I'm very impressed with her. I hope I do meet her. Yeah. She she will she doesn't require people to give her questions no. in advance. Like, no, no ask no. away. Let me no. know what you want to know. Because yeah, she, she speaks from the heart. She speaks from the heart. Yeah. Well, any anybody who's actually yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically sure of themselves and sure of what they believe, you That's don't right. need to That's have right. people hand you yeah. questions. Like it and it like your your audience knows we you never tell me what we're going to talk about we just never, talk never and, and 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 you never ask either by the way no I just like no and, and, and often I get uh, do you want you don't want to know what questions you're going to ask like no just let me know not just, for me you know bring me I never do just, that I never give questions the, the in questions. advance right. never have yeah. so so yeah. anybody who actually understands yeah, kind of what they stand for can answer questions honestly yeah. no matter who is asking the question so yeah. I, I think that's a good thing about her about yeah I, I, she's that's one of the most impressive candidates I've seen in some time this Carrie Lake I think she's going places right. even beyond the governorship of Arizona let me just leave it there on that part of it yeah. but uh, she's very very impressive and I gotta ask you oh my golly I'm know you have strong opinions about this because you know him uh zeldin and and Hochul in yeah. uh, new york what do you think about this race so you know look i like zeldin we've done some events with him and um right it's very tough to be a conservative and hold your values during times when you're overwhelmed and outnumbered and he did he you know he's uh yeah. he's been able to sustain himself and, and now he's played a good race tony 
He's, and, and now the time is for him to shine because all the values that he held on to yeah. are now needed for, for New York. That is to say that the very things that he's talked about and uh, spoken to and, and held as, as what he, he represents, mm-hmm. those things that he represents are needed to yeah. fix New York. Yeah. And uh, boy, I, you know, I, I don't like knocking on people's looks, but did you, have you noticed that the Governor Hochul looks a lot like the, the lead in the, the, the movie Plan 9 from Outer Space. I mean, they could be sisters, for yeah, goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. And it, <laughs> it's seriously, I mean, if you could Google Plan 9 from Outer Space, like, hey, that looks like the governor. Anyway, I don't mean to make, make fun of it, but she is atrocious. Uh, well, Hochul well, and the Democrats you, have also yeah, trashed Why are you worried about people being held accountable in the debate? It's like, why are you so worried about people, oh, yeah. you know, criminals oh, yeah. being held accountable? Yeah, you know? yeah. Why, why is that a big deal? Yeah, and know. that showed everything about the contrast between the, those two those two candidates. So yeah, well, they they again they've made a mess out of New York. It's uh, and yeah. people have got to respond accordingly. I mean, New York is a sad state of affairs, Tony. I mean, it's oh, it's a, terrible. No, I, 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 I get, I'm, you know, eventually we're going to return to doing in-person events. And one yeah. of the places we're going to do them is New York. Yeah. And I, I could not get anybody to show up at an event if I, if I wanted to do one tomorrow, because nobody yeah. will show up. No, it's really, really sad. And, you know, I have to tell you on a personal story, Tony, I took my two kids uh, one, uh, just a few years back before COVID now to Manhattan mm-hmm. for Christmas. Okay. All right. Yeah. We had the most magical time. It was sure. really Great impressive. Oh my Absolutely. golly. We, and it's, and I'll tell you of all the places I've taken them around the world, this is a trip <laughs> they always remember. And when you ask sure. them what their, oh yeah. And I've done it too. Yeah. yeah when you ask them what one of their favorite trips are, they'll always come back to their Manhattan Christmas trip. Yeah. And you know, since then, and they've seen what's happened through all of these uh, exercises and, and then COVID and then how they've decimated the state. It's become such a sad, sad, depressive uh, right. a state dystopian. The word I use is dystopian, you know, and it, it's really uh, I, I don't know how that rebounds. Uh, but I guess putting people like well, in and others might help. <laughs> well, you know, Giuliani uh, pushed oh, yeah. it back and was successful. He and Bernie Carrick. So I do believe that. Yeah. If you bring uh, people in like uh, Bernie, like uh, uh, Mayor uh, Giuliani, you can do it. But it's going to take a concerted effort and it's going to take time because it's taken about Bloomberg. Let it start. Uh, boy, oh, boy, uh, that Marxist uh, mayor after Bloomberg, the, the Marxist mayor after that really put him on a tangent of of uh, downhill just ruining the city and here we are now with the city completely ruined and nobody being, you know nobody in the city being willing to fix it you've got to have someone like a zelda come in and start fi- fixing that problem yeah, it's right been now. a while you're talking about bill de blasio yeah. or what's your bill de blasio oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah warren wilhelm you know yeah. before he changed his name yeah. so yeah yeah oh okay all right yeah boy he was a train wreck for sure all right oh yeah all right, now, all right, I, I got to talk to you about oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, Twitter. I got oh, to talk to yeah. you about Twitter. And you yeah. brought it up a few moments ago, and, of course, you were you were one of the guys. You you, you ran a – I mean, you had just a successful feed out there. And I did. I oh, my golly. You were just br- – you, you, you know, you talk about witty. You were about one of the wittiest <laughs> cats I knew, man. You could Thank pull you, out yes. rabbits out of you know where and uh, do it just simultaneously uh, with putting the facts and the data out there. It was quite quite humorous, actually. Well, now we see uh, it did happen. And, you know, you and I have talked a couple of times over the past six, eight months with this Elon Musk story, and it looked like yeah. it wasn't going to happen. Uh, $44 billion smackaroos. You know what you can do with $44 billion, Tony? My golly. 
You I could, mean, you could buy a small nation and be, live like a king for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Sure. Wanted, and now, the, so, all right. So Elon does this. The first one he puts yeah. out, he says, uh, what do you say? Uh, free, freed the bird. Uh, the yeah. bird is freed. The bird is freed. Okay. Yeah. That was the first. Oh, man. It's like, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, people are wondering what it's going to be, what's going to happen. He's put together a moderation council is what he's doing. And he just, this was a brand new uh, news story announcement that he's doing. And he actually messaged out about this. He said he's going to do this uh, to um, uh, b- before he brings these accounts back, uh, including Trump's, which he said he would do back in May. He made those claims. Yeah. Do you see him? First of all, do you let me just ask you, do you expect to be back on Twitter based on this move? Well, I I wish I was already back on Twitter based on what he said previously. But and I'm disappointed in this whole council thing. I I, my experience in life tells me that committees don't do anything well except uh, slow things down. So it just, you know, as as Nike used to say, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. So this whole thing. So. So, so yeah, I, and, and I've seen everybody on the conservative. Oh, this is all great. It's like, look, uh, Musk is not a conservative. He's even said in his own post that that his views have stayed the same. It's just the left has gone way farther left. So the Overton's window is shifted and he stayed the same. So people need to like remember he's not a conservative. He's a free speech guy. He's a libertarian, which I appreciate. But even that is going to be moderated by the fact that he's guaranteed investors, he's not going to turn Twitter into "quote unquote" a hellhole, which right. is his words, is said. not yeah. mine. So, yeah. so everybody needs to like, yeah, this is this is good, but it's not great. Right. Uh, it, right. You know, I, I if I were him, I wouldn't I wouldn't have stopped with firing the knuckleheads who you know drug them down the the rabbit uh, the rabbit hole. Although it was a but, good start. It's a good start. I mean, th- those people were atrocious, and the whole idea that somehow they 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 over you or I can determine what we want to hear is completely uh, Stalinist. There's no other word for it. It's it's very old Soviet Union uh, speak and style. So uh, I'd like to believe he's going to get this these folks together and and do whatever he's going to do and do it quickly because I was suspended permanently for nonsensical reasons. Uh, Trump was removed without having violated the terms of servants. Uh, the, the, the Babylon B, who he loves, he said, you know, they were suspended just because they were very humorous and pointing out the disparities of, of the left's actions versus their words. Right. These things need to be fixed and quickly. And yeah, I'd like to believe that everybody's going to be back out there pretty quick. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm wondering, I, I figured I'd start to see you again there. I would assume they'll start going after folks like you and so many others that uh, were thrown off uh, doing nothing. I mean, doing absolutely nothing. And uh, just were tossed off because you didn't fit the other ideology of the right. far left. Uh, is what happened. Listen to this now. Um, This is, uh, and you know, with this, I agree with what you say about this committee thing. There was a news report I seen on one of the networks that says, with the U.S. midterms just days away, concerns about political misinformation are also taking on renewed urgency. Civil rights organizations have sounded the alarm about the proliferation of harmful content, an issue that Twitter already struggles with, while Republicans have celebrated the change in ownership they're trying to talk about the fact that uh, they think and there's a lot of reports on this. They believe that they don't want this to happen before the election and they don't want Trump back on there before the election right. and others uh, because they're afraid that all this will have an impact on things. 
There's also the fear of advertisers leaving. In fact, let me share with you this one tidbit. General Motors has already said it will pause ads on the site as it weighs what direction Musk will take and other companies will follow suit. So back to the point here, to get to the point, Tony, this is a $44 billion acquisition. As you stated, he could buy a, mm -hmm. a small country mm -hmm. for that dollars. Right. This is a, this is some pretty good sum of money for a pretty screwed up social media company. Right. I mean, and he says he bird is freed. Uh, there's a lot of mixed signals here. Uh, right. He's wait, he's afraid of scaring away the advertisers. Uh, this is a tough spot he's in, actually, I have to tell you, frankly, from a business standpoint, I'm saying. Well, I, it is. <clears throat> and I think this is where he needs to make a choice. Like uh, yeah, if, yeah. if people who want to advertise are not free mm -hmm. speech, pro free speech, it's like, OK, buy. Right. GM, if you're not pro free speech, see you later. I mean, he, he needs to be an adult about this. You know, you got to go all the way. Remember, uh, Malcolm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the movie Apocalypse now. Oh, yeah. Don't get off the boat unless you're going to go all the way. So <laughs> you got to get off the boat and go all the way. Yeah, know, because so. if he's milk toast and not making any more decisions, it's not going to be a success, you know? Exactly. And, and But part of the problem is you, you part of the country celebrates whatever you do and part of the country gets pissed off, Tony. Right. Right. And that's so, so you know, he's never going to be loved. He's already, uh, you know, alienated a lot of folks on the left. Exactly. He can make a few friends on the right by doing the right thing. I, I just, he, he needs to stay the course and just do it. So, yeah, just uh, do it. Yeah. and then just to get rid of the advertisers who, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I would, I, I would go out with a blaze of glory. And I was like, yeah, these are the folks leaving because apparently they hate the first amendment and yeah. point it out. You know, so yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. All right, so you made your predictions at the top of the broadcast uh, as we continue on with the program here, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. And let me just say, Tony, this. Uh, you made those predictions and very interesting. They kind of fit into other experts I've been talking to. Some people that are in the know really believe the numbers are very close to what you've stated. So it didn't surprise me, uh, but uh, you put it right out there. After this happens now, uh, it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, let's make a date to get back together and uh, really take a look at what took place. What do you say? Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm open to talking uh, whenever you all want to yeah. get back together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, like, we've got the election coming up, so I think the weekend after that would probably be a good time. Immediately to talk. after the election is what I'm sure. suggesting to you, brother. I just want listeners to know we're going to go back. Sure. And we're going to take a look at all of this. You've made some pretty bold, uh, good statements and and put it out there. Now America is going to vote. Uh, are you concerned? Last word here. Are you concerned with any election fraud, Tony? I'm concerned about Biden doing things to prompt uh, crises, which will interfere with it. I think, uh, Malcolm, at this point, it's overwhelming. The numbers are overwhelming. They can't hide it. Same. They can't yeah. fudge a few things. So instead yeah. of that, they're going to have to go to something more extreme. Trust me, there's a, a yeah. menu of things you can pick pick yeah. from. Fuel prices, military crisis, yeah. uh, provocations in war. There's a number of things you could go to. I wouldn't put it past him. But I think we're going to get through with a minimum number of things. Uh, I see the real issue is when, when uh, they're going to do something radical. Malcolm, they're going to do it in January when people take their oath of office so they can distract and, and try to slow down that process of the, the new Republicans coming into office. That's when they're going to do something to do anything. Very interesting observation, Tony. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you're right. The numbers are what they are. And the last thing also is people will be watching uh, these numbers very closely. With oh, yeah. Microscopic vision uh, on the 8th and the 9th, Tony. Correct? Right? That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be watching. 
Yeah, you're not going to be able to, uh, as they say, uh, what is it, screw the moose or whatever that saying is, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if the moose and the, uh, the, the, what was it, the thing with the uh, the old bullwinkle thing? The yeah, moose and the squirrel, you know, yeah, Boris yeah. And, and Natasha are going to try to stop the moose and the squirrel. So that's what they're going to do. Oh, Tony, yeah. it's always a, always a joy to have you on, brother. Thank, thank you, Matthew. Thank you us on Viewpoint this Sunday, buddy. Sure. Thank you. Uh, it's time to get involved and get loud, America.